0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, February 12th. Today on the show, we have a great weekend of non-traditional sports, some big wins for the city of Nashville for two different teams, but we begin with a question about coaching staffs and 2021 expectations in football. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award winning custom home and remodeling firm. I've told you about who they are, and we've talked a lot about how they work. I think I've said the word alignment like 300 times. But why have we partnered with the Kingston Group? Because they value their clients the same way we value you, the audience. 440 Sports is analytical, it's informative, and hopefully thoughtful, which is exactly how the Kingston Group has operated for over a decade in Nashville, and it's why they found as much success as they have. By being thoughtful analytical and loyal check out the work at buildkg.com trust the process folks that's right trust the process check out the website buildkg.com so i want to start today with a quick observation about the coaching staff searches that have been taking place in the state of tennessee this offseason, whether it's josh heupel's search for a defensive coordinator in knoxville or mike vrabel's decisions on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball to elevate guys for the Titans. What's really funny about both of these things that fans have been freaking out about for the better part of, I don't know, a couple of months now, and and rightly so, they are huge decisions. Make no mistake about it, we are going to have a lot of time to analyze Shane Bowen's defense. There's no question about that, or should I say the running of Mike Vrabel's defense by Shane Bowen. I, I think what's really interesting is that I'm just not sure in the short term that expectations are going to change much for either team. The Tennessee Volunteers are not going to contend with a great coordinator hire, with Kevin Steele, or with somebody that no one's ever heard of. They are going to be fifth or sixth in the SEC East projected in 2021. You've got Georgia and then Florida, some combination of Missouri or Kentucky at third and fourth, and then a debate between Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and South Carolina, five, six, and seven. That That's going to be what comes out of SEC media days. And in the AFC South, it's the Tennessee Titans. They are the clear pick to win the division. Whether Shane Bone was elevated or not, whether Todd Downing was elevated or not, the expectations have not changed for either team, in my opinion. The Tennessee Titans are the clear frontrunner and favorite to win the AFC South. So when we talk about these coaching staff decisions, we're talking about the upside of the Tennessee Titans. We've talked about this before. It's can you win in the AFC championship game or the divisional round? This does not affect the Tennessee Titans' regular season In terms of expectations, they should still win the division. And the same thing goes for the Tennessee Vols. They probably are going to be fifth in the division whether they hire Kevin Steele or an established coordinator or not. So just a random observation about both coaching staff searches that have freaked people out for the better part of two months. I'm not sure it changes a whole lot in terms of expectations for either football team in 2021. The Nashville Predators welcomed one of the worst teams in the NHL to the stone on Thursday night, and it wasn't too soon. After losing 8 out of 11 and 5 of the last 6 games, Nashville scrapped their way to 2 points against Detroit in a 3-2 win. Pecorino got the start and played relatively well, as he has most of the season. And the big stars delivered in a key situation, or at least the high-priced ones. Ryan Ellis scored on a power play goal late in the first to give the Preds the lead only, unfortunately, to be answered by a Red Wings goal just three minutes later. Matt Duchesne scored in the final minute of the second period, diving to the net to give the Preds a lead, only to watch the Red Wings come back and score less than 15 seconds later. So we were tied after one period, and we were tied after two periods, and, of course, we were tied after 59 minutes as we headed into the final minute of regulation. The much-maligned Dante Fabro, who was playing without partner and veteran Matthias Ekholm, Finally got one to find the back of the net from the point with less than a minute to play in regulation. Fabro's had a lot of bad moments this year, but he's also hit like four posts, so he probably deserves to have more than just two goals on the season. But his second one was as big a goal as anybody scored all season, and it stopped the bleeding momentarily. The Preds are back on the ice Saturday night against Detroit in the second half of a back-to-back. And if the Preds can take four points from the Wings and get to seven and eight on the season, well, we might start next week in a very different mood than how we started this past one. If you lose on Saturday night, then the road trip to Dallas to begin next week looks rather ominous. Well, I thought the Belmont-Eastern Kentucky matchup on Thursday night might have been a fun game to sit down and enjoy on a Thursday night. But Casey Alexander's guys totally dismantled that idea in a matter of minutes. The Bruins had an eight-point lead within the first three minutes of the game and led by 18 at halftime. The second half was more of the same stuff. Belmont sharing the ball, knocking down shots, and embarrassing an opponent. It's quite impressive to watch considering this particular Belmont team had more unknowns coming into the season than maybe at any point during Alexander's tenure. But even before the season, the head coach talked about the journey of a basketball team and how watching a group evolve is the most rewarding part of his job. And evolve they have, Belmont is now a nation's best 21-1, 15-0 in the conference, and has won 18 consecutive games. Following the win on Thursday night against the third-place team in the OVC, the Bruins will now face a second-place Moorhead State team on Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Curb Event Center. And just like with Eastern Kentucky, Belmont will have to face Moorhead twice in the final few weeks of the regular season. The Bruins will have to earn this perfect conference record over the final month. But they're getting pretty close to that at-large bubble conversation, that is for sure. So what else do we have going on in sports this weekend? Well, the Memphis Grizzlies are currently one spot out of the playoffs in the Western Conference and will have a monstrous weekend with a road trip to face LeBron and the Lakers on Friday night before visiting Sacramento on Sunday evening. A split would be considered a really good weekend for the Grizz, but who really cares? It's John Morant versus LeBron James. Yes, please. In college hoops, the Vols have a big test against LSU at 1 p.m. on Saturday. The Tigers and the Vols are tied for second place in the SEC right now behind Alabama, and the winner will take over as the top challenger to the Tide. Vanderbilt will travel to Mississippi State at noon on Saturday, and the 5-13 and 13 Wildcats of Kentucky will host Auburn at noon on Saturday as well. And finally, the Daytona 500 is this Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. The 20th anniversary of the passing of Dale Earnhardt has, of course, dominated the coverage of Speed Week so far this year. In fact, ESPN is airing an E60 documentary on Sunday before the race that will focus on the legacy left by the tragic passing of the Intimidator. Look, I grew up watching racing of all types. Open wheel was my favorite, but I liked NASCAR as well. Basically, anything with fast cars was in my wheelhouse. Pun intended. But my interest in the sport, like many, has waned over the years. However, sort of like golf... There are a few appointment viewing moments in the NASCAR schedule each season, and this Sunday is probably the best one. 44 rocket ships over 200 miles per hour, inches from each other for over 500 miles. Turn on the 5.1 and crank it up, folks. I am all in. Denny Hamlin is your two-time defending race winner, and Alex Bowman is sitting on the pole of the 63rd running of the Great American Race. NASCAR used to be one of the highest rated sporting events on Nashville television, but has been losing viewership for the better part of two decades. If you'd like to hear more about the history of sports TV ratings in Nashville over the last 20 years, please check out Lamestream Sports This Week with Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner and Mark Binda of News Channel 5. We covered the Super Bowl ratings, the Peyton Manning effect, and how Nashville's sports interests have evolved over time. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Finally, it's Valentine's Day on Sunday this weekend, and just please, I beg you, don't be a sucker. The 440, of course, is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's custom home and remodeling firm. Award-winning, I might add. And the reason they win those awards is the same reason you listen to this show. We are genuine, we are careful, we are thoughtful, we are analytical, yes, we're a little nerdy, and we're very loyal. And that's how the Kingston Group has been successful in Nashville for over a decade. Trust the process, folks. Trust the process. The Kingston Group. Check out the website. Let their work do the talking. BuildKG.com. That's BuildKG.com.